It's Good Canada, I'm Peyton Smith, and this is The Stew. With Canada's food system continuing to grow and innovate, understanding what information is credible, who to trust, and how to feed ourselves and our families can be incredibly confusing. That's why I'm here, to share relevant information on food topics you care about most with the help of experts. Tanya Haverkamp is a third-generation egg farmer from Perth County. Tanya works tirelessly to promote eggs at any opportunity and is an avid spokesperson for Egg Farmers of Ontario. Tanya was elected to EFO's Board of Directors in 2020 and 2021, representing farmers in the County of Perth, the Regional Municipality of Waterloo, and the City of Waterloo. While on the board, Tanya was an active member on many committees and served as a representative to Farm and Food Care Ontario and the Ontario Federation of Agriculture. Let's dive in. If you could please introduce yourself, where you're talking to us from, and share your pronouns. Hi, Peyton. It's Tanya Haverkamp from Listowel, Ontario, and I'm a third-generation egg farmer in Listowel, and I'm a she-her. Perfect. Um, Thanks, Tanya. We're so glad to have you on today, and I reached out because we've had several guests on the stew so far to discuss a variety of topics on our food system, but I thought, who better to have than farmers themselves, and more specifically, an egg farmer in your case. Farmers are the ones that actually produce the food on the grocery store shelves, and they're the ones that we count on to bring us safe and affordable food every day. For listeners who might not have had the opportunity to put on their rubber boots and walk down the barn aisle, I really wanted to provide them with insights into a Canadian egg farm, so that's why we have you, the expert. So, Thanks for having me. (laughs) To start, um, how did you get started in egg farming and how did you become a farmer in general? So I'm a third generation egg farmer. So my parents were egg farmers and then my grandparents before that were egg farmers in Canada and then relatives back in Holland were farming as well. So it just seemed like a natural thing for me to do is to step into the barn and take over the reins. Very cool. And um, on average, how many eggs does a Canadian farmer produce every day and how many birds does it take to produce that? So there's about 500 egg farm families across Ontario and in Canada there's about 1,100 egg farm families that produce eggs for all of Canada and Ontario and in Ontario the average farm size is about 24,000 hens. So one chicken will produce about one egg a day. It takes about 24 to 26 hours for a hen to produce those eggs that get collected each and every day by farm families all across Ontario and Canada. Very cool. And I have to ask, when we we hear and we see packages all the time that say free-ranged or enriched housing, and I've even seen the term conventional housing. So what does that all mean? Is one better than the other? What do you guys have on the farm? And Should Canadians be seeking out one option over the other? So those terms are how the hens are housed, Peyton. So conventional housing and enriched housing is what we have on our farm. And there's also free run, free rain, like you mentioned, um, and then organic. There's all different types of eggs that you can purchase at the grocery store shelves. And it's just, again, how the hens are housed on the farm. So on our farm, we have enriched housing and conventional housing. We built our newest barn in 2017, and that has enriched housing. So what that means is the hen has a nesting box she can lay her egg in, a perch she can stand on if she chooses, a scratch pad she can use if she wants, and then she has access to feed and water. 24 hours, seven days a week. And in the enriched housing, the hens are 
housed together in larger colonies. So there's 24 hens in each unit versus the conventional housing. They're a little bit smaller of a unit. Uh, they don't have all the extras that the, con uh, that the enriched housing has, but again, access to feed and water 24 hours, seven days a week. So the reason why um, hens are housed differently is we found that my grandparents' generation, the hens were all on the floor. Um, they were more susceptible to disease. Mm -hmm. There was um, pecking, so you might have a bossy hen that's going to pick on a weaker hen. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's you hear the term pecking order. That's where that comes from. So my parents' mm -hmm. generation chose to lift the hens up off the manure and have them in units um, where they don't have access to their manure. They can figure out their pecking order in these smaller units. So the boss hen will always be the boss hen and maybe not pick on the weaker one. So it's, it's interesting in the farm when the feeders turn on, you'll notice there are certain birds that will generally eat first and then the yep. other birds will, will kind of sit back and then they'll wait. And then once the one bird is full, the other one will take their turn. So it just evens out the, the playing field, I guess you could say. So it's, it's level for everybody and everybody gets enough feed and everybody gets enough water and it's always good to go for everybody in there. And as far as choices for Canadians, I wouldn't say one housing system is better than the other. It's just mm -hmm. giving consumers choices. You know, if, right. if you feel the need that you think it's better for the hen to have all the bells and whistles and you buy the enriched housing, if you're, if you're comfortable with the hen having feed and water 24 hours, but excellent care, then you buy the conventional hen. And it doesn't matter which type of egg you purchase the hens have been taken the best care possible that we're able to. So, Tanya, how come you guys have two different types of housing on your farm? So, in 1999, conventional housing was a norm. You know, that's just what most farmers had on their on yep. their, in their barns. And in 2017, when Dad decided to build a new barn for our hens, he decided to go to the enriched housing route because in 2036 all farmers have to phase out the conventional housing and choose some sort of alternative housing for their hens whether that's free run free range aviary or enriched oh very interesting okay so we've talked a little bit about what your hens look like and what their housing is but i really want our listeners to have a picture when i put on the rubber boots and i walk into the farm what does it look like this all is an interesting question to me because Absolutely. <laughs> this is my every day. So I, I sometimes struggle to see it through other people's eyes, but I always right. give the example, you know, you put me in downtown Toronto and asked me to use the subway to get from point A to point B and the streetcar and everything else. Yeah. And I think of people coming into the farm for the first time and seeing it through their eyes and what do they see? So a lot of the comments that we'll quite often get is it's so clean in here and it's so quiet. Like I'm, they just don't fathom what hens would sound like in a barn because that's Absolutely. not what they deal with every day, right? So yes. you walk into the barn, it's clean, the air is fresh. You know, sometimes we get warm, hot days in the summer. Yep. The air is breezing through and it's it's fresh in there, right? It's not, well, it's smelly because it's a barn, but it's not <laughs> gross. And, yes. you know, the, the hens are in there, they're some are eating, some are in the enriched barn, some are like scratching at their scratch pad, some are just kind of just hanging out or whatever, but they're just, it's clean, it's its quiet, um, 
yeah, you'll see the lots of eggs if you walk in in the morning. It takes about 24 to 26 hours for a hen to produce her eggs. So if you go in there first thing in the morning, you're going to see the eggs all lined up waiting to be collected. Um, lots of feed for the hen to have. There's lots of fresh water for them to, to drink. It's just, it's a nice environment. It's something I enjoy walking into each and every day. And you can, can kind of hear from the sound of the hens what's going on. You know, sometimes there might be something that could startle them, whether there's a noise or whatever, and they'll all kind of go, but normally it's, they're, they're pretty quiet and chill, I would say. Yeah, they're probably happy and relaxed and just chilling and producing their eggs like they're supposed to, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I find yeah. the um, clean comment that you said very interesting, too, because I guess, you know, you hear the word barn and chicken, and you don't really associate with, like, clean, sterile, envi sterile environments. But as we all know, the the cleaner a barn would be, the less disease, the happier the hens would be, um, and therefore producing better eggs. For sure. So for for sure, on our farm, we um, we clean our barn twice a week. I think our cleaning schedule is more rigorous than the house cleaning schedule I have <laughs> is. But so we clean every Monday and Thursday. So we sweep the floors. Um, we get any dust and that type of stuff, debris out of the farm, out of the barn, and we do manure twice a week. So as our hens are lifted up off their manure. They will do their business and it drops onto a belt. We run those belts twice a week. So that, again, helps keep the air nice and fresh. Mm -hmm. um, and then we blow our barns down at least twice a month. Uh, chickens can be dusty. So places we can't reach, we'll blow the barns down and get any cobwebs or that type of stuff clean. And it's all part of our programs that we have. So we have our uh, HACCP program, our Start Clean, Stay Clean, and our Animal Care program. So any eggs that we ship to our grocery store, we have to pass these audits that happen once a year for sure. Okay. We have Egg Farmers of Canada will come in and audit our barn every year. And then on the third year, we're going to have a third-party auditor come in, and we have to get 90% or higher with these audits in order to pass these audits and ship our eggs to the grocery stores. Very interesting. Okay. Now, this might sound like a very simple question, but it's a big question. What is the difference between white and brown eggs? And is one better than the other? Why are there two different colors? <laughs> so there's no nutritional difference between a white egg and a brown egg. So a white okay. egg comes from a white hen and a brown egg comes from a brown hen. Six grams of protein, 14 key nutrients, and 70 calories, whether it's a white egg or a brown egg. Okay, cool. And why do we have two different colored eggs? Like, does the same hen produce a white egg one day and a brown egg the next day? <laughs> no, it's just a different breed of a hen. So you've okay. got your Loman or a Schaefer that's a white chicken or Rhode Island red. She will yep. lay a brown egg. Very cool. And what do you guys have on the farm? On our farm, we have Lomans, so they lay white eggs. Okay, cool. Okay. And I, what is the difference between eggs that are available to our grocery stores, let's say, and then ones that, you know, when you're driving down the country road and there's a cooler and it says eggs for $5 or whatever it is, what is the difference? Because I find sometimes they look different, they're different shapes, maybe different sizes, and sometimes they can even taste different. So why would that be? So that could be, Peyton, just a different breed of hen. So if it looks okay. a little different than your traditional grocery store egg, that could be a different type of chicken. Like there's all different types of breeds of hens out there that, that produce and lay eggs. I don't know them all because that's not what we have on our farm. <laughs> and as far as the taste is, uh, that could be with what a hen is fed. Okay. Um, so traditionally, our 
hens are fed uh, corn, wheat, soybean with a mixture of vitamins and minerals. And then depending on the age of the hen, the nutritionist at the feed mill can adjust her ration. So it all depends on what the farmer is feeding, feeding his hens, their hens at the farm could adjust how the taste is. And I always, some people might say, well, I like to buy from this farmer because they taste better than the ones at the grocery store. And I always not quite, I, I asked them, why do you think they taste better? And they're like, well, cause I think they're being fed better. And I said, well, it could be because you maybe have a personal connection with that farmer right. as opposed to just opening up the grocery store, uh, egg case and grabbing a case of eggs. You don't know the farmer where those eggs come from. You don't have a personal connection. Just like if I bake some tarts for my husband versus buying them at the grocery store, he's going to think my tarts taste better. Do they? I'm not sure, but it could be just a a personal preference. (laughs) Okay. Very interesting. Um, And why are egg yolks different colors and why do we sometimes get two of them? So the egg yolk again comes from what the hen is eating. So in Ontario, there is a higher ration of corn in their diet versus eggs that come from out West. They might have a higher wheat content in their ration. So the more corn in their diet, the more darker it's going to be, the more wheat it's going to be lighter. And as far as nutritional value, there's no difference. It's Hmm. it's the same nutritional value. Yeah. Okay, cool. And like, what does the actual feed look like? Like, does it look like the food I feed my dog or what does it look like? So when it comes from the feed mill, it's in small little pellets. I guess if you could maybe picture rabbit food, it would be smaller than that. So it's, yeah, just feed. It's all crushed up stuff that's been mashed and put through an extruder, I guess you could say. I don't work at a feed mill, so I don't know the proper terms. But yeah, it's all mixed together. And and like I mentioned about the nutritionist, a hen will require, have different needs as when she's little versus when she's older. So we get day-old pullets at our farm here. So their feed ration is going to be different than, say, a 53-week-old hen. They have different needs when they're producing eggs versus when they're just a day-old chick. So because you bring up age, I'm curious, how long is a lifespan of a chicken? So on our farms in Ontario, we have our laying hens in the barn for seven days less a year. So 358 days. And then we have seven days downtime where we can wash, clean, disinfect, do any maintenance and that type of thing in the barn. And then we start the cycle over again. So a bird's lifespan could be longer than their lay span. So a chicken only has so many eggs in them to lay, and then oh, okay. they run out of eggs to lay. So some people, if they have hens in their backyard, they might say, well, my hen's not producing any eggs anymore. Well, that's because she's run out of eggs to lay. So she can live longer than what her lay span is. And as she gets older, her shell quality is going to decrease. So having the nutritionist at the feed mill is going to help ensure that our egg shells are always going to be nice and strong and not cracking all the time. Oh, very interesting. Okay. And then um, why do we get two yolks sometimes? Oh, yes, the two yolks. So that's when a hen is making her egg. So two yolks get dropped into the oviduct instead of one. So the the time you'll get a double yoker happens when they're younger. So we actually just put birds in our barn last week. So when they start laying eggs, they start out as peewee eggs, and then they go to a small, medium, large 
extra large, but large is the most common one they lay. So it just happens. There's no rhyme. There's no reason. But when, when they're younger, just starting producing eggs, they're more apt to lay a double yoker, but it might look like a regular egg. But then as she gets older, those yeah. yolks will get bigger and the double yoker will actually show a bigger egg as it's coming through and onto the packing room on the conveyor belt. So we'll actually notice the difference between a large egg and a double yoker because they're quite a bit different in the size. Oh, interesting. Okay. So as a hen gets bigger, she produces bigger eggs, just like equivalent kind of thing. Like it increases exponentially. Yep. Yep. It just naturally happens. There's, there's no steroids. There's no hormones ever added to any feed in Canada for laying hens. It just naturally happens. Interesting. Okay. Um, so sometimes when I get home and I'm unloading the groceries, speaking about sizes, um, I look and sometimes the eggs are slightly different sizes in the carton. Is that just because of different ages or why would that be? So eggs are graded on weight and not by size. So if you were to weigh those large eggs, they'll fall between a certain range at the grading station that they get sorted out. So as the eggs leave our farm, they go to the grading station where they're going to get washed, they're going to get candled, they're going to get weighed, and then they put get put into their cartons respective to their size. So if you go for breakfast, we went to Jackson Waterloo for breakfast yesterday and I ordered uh, a wrap. Those eggs that they use at the restaurant are more than likely medium eggs. So they are a certain weight range and then consumers like large eggs. So they will always be within a certain weight range. Like you said, Peyton, they'll look different in size, Mm -hmm. but they should be within the same weight range. Interesting. Very (laughs) interesting. Okay. Um, And when I'm choosing my eggs, should I be looking for certain labels? I know we talked about housing, but you see like omega-3 eggs, like are those worth the money? Should I be going for those eggs? And how do they get omega-3 eggs? Like, how does that all work? So an omega-3 egg is a hen that's been fed flax in her diet. Okay. So that flax seed adds extra vitamin D to the egg, and that's how you get your omega-3 egg. So if you think you need more vitamin D in your diet, for sure, go ahead and purchase those eggs. But if you're okay with your traditional large grade A egg, just purchase your store brand grade A egg for, I think my husband was at the grocery store on Friday and I think they were like $3.19 or something for 12. Just go ahead and purchase those traditional store brand eggs. Cool. Okay. So a question that we're going to ask every guest on the stew, and it doesn't have to relate to what we're talking about today, but it can. If you could have the ears of every single Canadian, what do you wish they knew about the Canadian food system? That's a good question. So, <laughs> I would I'm sure say, there's lots that you would like sure. to tell all of us, but <laughs> I'll focus on egg farming because that's what I know best. Yeah, is that Canadians can know that without any uncertainty that the eggs they buy at the grocery store or the eggs they buy at the farmer's market or anything like that, especially at the grocery store, those eggs have been purchased by farm families like our own, whether it's first generation, second, third, fourth, there's a sixth generation farmer out in Ottawa, Stephanie, you know, those, those eggs 
those hens have been taken care of to the best of our knowledge, uh, best of our ability. You know, we care for our hens. We eat those eggs coming out of the farm, out of the barn each and every day, just like the consumers do. And we want what's best for us and for our families, just like what we want what's best for the rest of the Canadian families out there. It's it's not just a job. It's a passion that we do. I care for my hens each and every day. Um, if we go on vacation, I'm always wondering what's going on at the barn. Is everything okay? <laughs> I know everything is okay, but it, it, it's not just something we do. It truly is a passion. It, farming runs in our blood. And knowing that Ontario folks and people across Canada are consuming eggs that come from our farm, it brings me a lot of pride and a lot of joy knowing that I'm helping feed Canada. So there's not a lot of people that can say that. and. And it truly is a passion of mine. And just like all the other egg farmers across Ontario and Canada, it truly is a passion. And I'm not sure what I would do if I wasn't egg farming. <laughs> well, I mean, you can definitely hear that passion in your voice. And speaking on behalf of all Canadian consumers, we're very happy that it's just, it's definitely um, a lifestyle and it's more than just a job to you guys. And we really appreciate it. So um, thank you so much for your time, Tanya. Hopefully our listeners have a better understanding of what egg production looks like. They can picture what it looks like to walk into your clean, quiet barn and all those happy hens and the importance of egg production in our Canadian food system. So have a great day and thank you. Thank you. That was a great conversation with Tanya, and I think it's incredible to hear about all of the different egg choices we have in Canada. And the most important thing to know is that no matter what you choose based on finances or accessibility in your grocery stores, that every egg produced comes from happy, healthy hens. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next time.